Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to Carolina De La Paz of Lenovo on our Woman in Supply Chain series sponsored by Apex Logistics. Her journey is one for the ages, and Carolina talks about her passion for the industry, and you can hear it through the microphone. If you were listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and if you missed it, don't worry. You can catch up now by heading over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or on our Woman in Supply Chain page or wherever you subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. What is quality assurance? SQA believes that quality is getting what you paid for. Quality is spectacular, iconic, heroic, patient safety, safe flights, and astronauts to space. Quality is worldwide. SQA has a global footprint that supports complex and highly regulated supply chains. The partnerships SQA has created over 25 years have benefited through integrated strategies where SQA is able to support clients on an annual basis. Each year, SQA works with its client partners and their suppliers in over 70 countries, deploying a robust network of over a thousand associates. SQA understands the complexity and challenges within a global supply chain, and our clients have seen that the results from SQA exceed their internal efficiencies. Annually, SQA performs 3,000 audits, 150,000 hours of component inspections, and 35,000 hours of engineering supplier development. Quality is what you put into it and how great you want it to be. For over 25 years, SQA has been a leader in assessing, monitoring, and improving supply chain performance. Quality is SQA, so come and join us. You can visit us at sqaservices.com. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are one week from the election, moving towards the holidays. It's getting colder and I think most of us are looking forward to 2021. I know I am as I have a lot of great things in the works. This week is also episode two of Blended, our new diversity and inclusion series where we get candid with those in our community about stories and impacts it had on their lives. So stay tuned because that's coming out this week. Today, I'm I'm excited to be joined by a company who are changing the game for trucking shippers and carriers. On a mission to create trucking with transparency, this business might be a new kid on the block, but they're utilizing the extensive industry experience of their cross-functional teams to ensure they're on the road to success. Have you guessed who it is? I'll reveal it all after our question of the week. So the question of the week was, if you could sit down and interview one person in supply chain, who would that be? Piyush says, if I could board a time machine, would love to interact with Malcolm McLean, the inventory of the shipping container. Jedna says, Jeff Bezos and Jeff Wilkie. Tetia says, it would be for me, May Ying 
Pang. And uh, Meiying Pang actually uh, responded and said thanks to Tetia. Danielle Baca says me, and Audrey Ross says Captain Kate McHugh. All really, really great suggestions. So glad that you participated in our question of the week. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, just go and check out our question of the week on Let's Talk Supply Chain page on LinkedIn. Comment and you will be featured on an upcoming episode. So back to today's podcast and who is the innovative company I am joined by today? It is Loadshop. Loadshop is an online marketplace place that connects carriers and shippers in the trucking space, eliminating the middleman and so providing transparent, efficient and cost effective solutions for both sides of the transaction. Today, Hunter and I will be chatting all about the load shop marketplace, its benefits and the future of trucking. Let's get to know a little bit more about Hunter first before we get started. Hunter grew up in the trucking industry, working at his father's freight brokerage, Advanced Cargo, where he was first exposed to the huge potential the internet and technology could play in the elevating the industry. Upon graduating from the University of Wisconsin, Madison with a degree in operations and technology management. He joined Georgia Pacific's transportation department, which eventually became KBX Logistics. He has held leadership roles in procurement, operations and strategy, digitally transforming key processes like carrier qualification and contracting of rates before turning his attention to the spot market and the development of load shop. So welcome to the show, Hunter. Ah, thanks for having me, Sarah. Super excited to be here. I am really excited that you're here. I've heard some amazing things about Loadshop, and I cannot wait for our audience and the community to learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing. So why don't we get started by telling us, why don't you give us the background of the company and the story behind the brand? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it is a, uh, a startup within KBX Logistics, which is the 3PL uh, for Coke Industries. And uh, if I kind of had to even take it a little bit further back, um, really the, the idea ultimately started with seeing how much work it is to match loads and trucks in a spot market environment. So whether mm -hmm. that was covering spot market loads, uh, starting off at the family freight brokerage growing up, or when planning freight uh, when working in Georgia Pacific's transportation department that ultimately became KBX Logistics, it was just painfully evident that there was way too many phone calls, way too much time needed, and way too much uncertainty for all the stakeholders in, in this value chain as, as well. Um, so when you actually double click into that overall problem, though, I, I do want to highlight three specific problems. Uh, Good to dive into those now, or, or do you want to circle back at a, a later time on that? No, that's perfect. Let's let's do a deep dive into what you guys are doing. Cool. So the first problem uh, that really led to this is just the general lack of visibility into available loads in the spot market, and, and particularly from the trucking company's angle. Um, so the old saying, ships passing each other in the middle of the night is very true here, except it's trucks passing loads in the middle of the night instead. Right. And uh, there was actually one specific kind of um, 
uh, time that uh, kind of bubbled this up in a, a, you know, it wasn't a, a trucking example, but uh, very comparable. And I was actually traveling Southeast Asia after uh, interning at Georgia Pacific and, and planning some freight. And when over there, they actually have uh, these stores where they don't advertise prices on any of the goods in there. So picture going into a grocery store, except you can't see any prices. Um, wow. The reason they, they do this is because they uh, want to try and charge a higher price to the non-locals or, or tourists and uh, not very effective when you know you see a, a price on there and stuff. So I would literally have to, when grocery shopping over there, go and grab, say, a, a peanut butter and, and bring it to the counter and you know ask, how much is this? And if it was too much, I'd walk back, set it down and you know repeat process over and over again until on a, uh, keep in mind, this was before I started my uh, career coming fresh out of college, still on a, a tight budget and everything. And, and so, you know, I'd get all my groceries, but it took about an hour to do this in a very small store and it really hit home. This is what trucking companies go through each and every day when they're having to find spot market loads. They're calling right. each and every one of their customers, finding out what's available. And even when they get that information, they still have to, you know, go even further and find out what the price is and that price is negotiable and going back and forth. Um, and just highly inefficient when, when you go about it like that. So, um, really wanted to attack visibility into loads head on and, and, uh, the first wave of digital freight matching startups actually did a pretty good job of this. Um, and they created these, you know, great platforms that gave carriers a way to view everything in one place and evenly instantly book these loads to help automate the transaction further. Um, but that kind of led to the, the second problem um, where we felt like the market didn't go far enough. And, and that problem is that all the successful digital freight matching companies, or at least the, the semi-successful ones, um, turned into digital freight brokers who control the demand side of these digital freight matching platforms with the same basic constructs of the existing brokerage business model. Right. So, you know, as a shipper, your freight can't really access these digital freight matching solutions unless it's at a price deemed profitable by the freight broker and you have no idea what they're ultimately making. It could be, you know, the normal 15% margin or, or could be as high as a 50% of, of the cost of what you're paying. Um, and given it's now done in a more automated manner, you definitely don't want to be overpaying. In fact, you know, you should yeah. be getting it for cheaper. Well, and, and platforms are, are really designed to be agnostic. And so if you're, you know, taking that away from the original idea of what you're doing, then, then it changes, you know, what that platform actually does in the industry. So true. Yep. And I do think uh, early on, you know, you had these kind of grand visions of, or the, the players had these visions of connecting uh, directly and everything. But then over time, uh, um, and especially running into kind of barriers with, you know, trying to get people to uh, uh, adopt early and everything, they just kind of conformed to um, the existing model a, a little more than they probably would have liked to. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, I love the story. I love the example that you gave us because it it really puts it into perspective. You know, having to go get that jar, going up to the cashier, asking for a price back and forth, back and forth for an hour. And this is happening every single day. So why don't you tell us then, you know, what does Load Shop do exactly? How does it work? Absolutely. So LoadShop's a simple and intuitive platform for shippers and carriers to digitally match freight directly and as publicly or privately as they want and without a broker dictating the terms in between. So 
as a shipper, it's really as easy as you post loads to the marketplace and then the carriers that you've included on that offer in the marketplace can then go out, view them and, and book these loads in t- instantly so they can ultimately get the load picked up and, and delivered. And uh, throughout the process, we do provide some valuable tools to uh, help with that. So things like pricing tools and guidance on the front end of the shipper so they can post it for a competitive yet fair rate to the carrier. And then um, from a carrier point of view, you get things like favorite notifications so that the moment a load gets uh, put out onto the marketplace that you're interested in, you can get it pushed to you via text or email so you can avoid having to uh, sit there and search all day. And then um, once the uh, match is made, we then you know help with the execution of, of the actual delivery by streamlining the communication between the shipper and the carrier and provide a plethora of options for carriers to provide real-time load visibility throughout the uh, move as well. Amazing. I love that. And that's exactly what we need in a platform, especially when it comes to trucking. It sounds like you've at least solved, you know, problem one and problem two that you were talking about when we, when you first introduced Load Shop and when you were talking about the story behind the brand. But I think you said there, there might have been a few more problems. So what were some of those other challenges um, outside of what you've already addressed that you were seeing in the marketplace that led to the creation? of load shop and how does it serve a need? Yeah, I'm glad you circled back there, Sarah. Left out a a big one here, and that's uh, the lack of transparency in the uh, spot market for trucking in general. And it it just creates so many games that the industry is uh, really sick of being forced to play. And and we hear it, you know, day in and day out here of, um, you know, finally uh, somebody that, you know, is doing it differently. Um, The the lack of transparency and, and those games that I'm talking about, it just makes it ripe to, you know, do things like cancel loads or trucks when you find better options, because right now people are incentivized to, to do that. And, uh, you know, it does lead to shippers, carriers, and brokers building in buffers into their pricing discovery and targets that they're providing and everything that leads to these drawn out negotiations for what's ultimately a, a one-off load. Yeah, exactly. You know, I find the exact same thing happening in the international world. And so I don't think it's, you know, just for the trucking industry that we have some of these challenges, but there's unique components to that. And I think depending on whether you're shipping internationally or you're shipping domestically or even cross border, especially in the trucking industry, there are different benefits to what you're receiving from working with a platform like a load shop. So because so you mentioned the challenges, right? We've talked about the challenges, you've highlighted those challenges, but let's elaborate a little bit more on the benefits. So what are the benefits of using load shop to both carriers and shippers? Because remember, you know, being agnostic, you are making sure that the carriers are benefiting from this as well as the shipper. It's not just one side over the other. It's a two-sided marketplace, so so right there, and uh, yeah, definitely um, got to make sure that there's value for both. And we truly do feel like Load Shop offers that win-win right there. And the first uh, win-win benefit that I'll highlight is economically, Load Shop produces a better result when it comes to these transactional load opportunities, and. Um, I do want to say, you know, when I say transactional, that's what's commonly referred to in trucking as the spot market, but also is now frequently being called dynamic rates um, by some. And uh, load shops 
Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting that it kind of just, uh, you know, slight nuance of, of changing that word a little bit. Because spot has had historically, um, you know, a negative connotation. So I, I do see uh, kind of the benefit of why some people are, are trying to, uh, you know, change up that name with some of the, the new things that they're, they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, Load Shop's advantage here economically because it charges a flat transparent fee only when a match is made. Uh, and by going about it this way, it removes the risk premium that brokers, whether that be a traditional or digital broker, must inherently add into the spot quarter dynamic rates they provide to shippers today. And so what I mean by that is, you know, as a, a shipper, if you have a, uh, a load you need to ship from, say, um, Chicago to Dallas and you call up a broker, they're going to tell you, I can do that for $1,000 right there, but they actually don't know what they're going to end up. Uh, buying that service for, even though they're going to sell it to you ahead of time. And so they naturally take on this risk right here as a result of that. And uh, inherently, anytime you take on risk, you're going to you know, end up having to charge that back to the underlying customer. Now, there's some cases where that risk may be worth the price, but you know, we feel like there's a, a large subset of freight where uh, you can remove that risk and get rid of, you know, what ultimately is waste and uh, create a better overall um, cost for the whole value chain. Awesome. I like that. And I, and I think you're right. I think you're on the right path there because at the end of the day, you want to be able to take the risk out for both sides of the equation, right? The carriers and the shippers. So is there any more benefits that you want to maybe highlight in this conversation? Um, maybe when it comes to the shippers? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the second that I'll highlight is it creates more opportunity. Um, and, and what I mean by that is by giving shippers and carriers a hassle-free way to directly connect, uh, transact, they can bypass the narrow and limiting filter today's brokerage model can create. Um, so what's happening today is, you, you know, a, a broker has to win a load before it gets to the carriers they deal with in the marketplace. And the whole reason you turn to a freight broker in the first place is because um, typically as a shipper, you're only going to work with a very limited uh, subset of carriers, um, let's just say anywhere from 25 to 50 carriers really closely. Well, depending on what uh, kind of measure you look out there, there's 250 to half a million trucking companies. So right. in, in terms of just, you know, the sheer numbers, you're 25 to 50 on an ad hoc shipment in a, a very irregular industry, the, the numbers just aren't on your side right there. Um, so that's why you turn to a freight broker. But the freight broker, um, in today's model at least, they will bid on 10 to 20% of the load opportunities. Um, they'll bid on uh, a lot of load opportunities are the ones that uh, they get presented to them, but only win 10 to 20% of those load opportunities because it's also a competitive market for uh, freight brokerage. And so what that ha what that creates is each carrier then has to go out and look at all these different broker sites to get at, say, the 10 loads that the, sh the spot uh, the shipper had available in the spot market. But because each broker is only winning 10 to 20 percent of those, um, it's hard for the, uh, the carrier to get good visibility into those. So by going to a central platform like LoadShop, where you can post all your available loads, it creates more options for the uh, motor carriers. And by giving them options to pick the ones that work best for them, they can in turn then pass back better cost and service to the uh, shippers as a result, creating that you know coveted virtuous cycle of mutual benefit. 
Absolutely. So it sounds like, you know, a win-win situation um, on both sides, right? You know, and, and you're providing choice. So a lot of times for me on the international side, you know, importers and exporters, they're looking at three to five different carriers on a regular basis because they don't have time to go and look at what other freight forwarders are out there, you know, and there's 40,000 of them globally. And for trucking, we're talking about, you know, four times as much, even 10 times as many providers that you can choose from. So, you know, does your platform help with that, I mean, it sounds like it does, right? It sounds like it narrows down the carriers and they have better options and better data available for them to be able to choose which ones are right for the their specific loads. Absolutely. And because, you know, you're capturing all these transactions in the system, you're getting at some data that just kind of got lost, uh, you know, or gone with the wind before and stuff. And I think it's referring to kind of what you were talking about with almost like that tribal knowledge that was happening before yeah. of I'm always going to go to these same people or I'm always going to, you know, do the same thing right here. Uh, but now because, you know, you've got this platform that has this holistic view across the, the whole market uh, that's involved on that platform. You can start putting together uh, a lot of things that, you know, you just wouldn't be able to with the, the naked eye or just, you know, uh, that tribal knowledge mentality. Absolutely. So the industry is changing pretty rapidly. Um, I know that in this space, there's a lot of competition and you kind of spoke about it at the top of this inter uh, interview. So what what roles are platforms like this? you know, playing and keeping modern freight moving. And what do you think of the competitive landscape of all of these platforms? Yeah, I think to kind of answer the first part of that question, it really creates a lot of optionality for the underlying market participants, which yeah. ultimately does result in better products or service being available. So, you know, great thing that's happening in the industry with all these uh, different platforms uh, proliferating and all that good, good stuff. And, you know, I, I think of all the different ways I can buy travel in my personal life, uh, for example, uh, you know, a whole bunch of apps, websites, and some with very specific niches for for good reason, et cetera. And, you know, I think you're going to see that same thing in, in trucking right there where, you know, there's just going to be more of these options and depending on the, the use case, one may be better for uh, than another. And, uh, you know, I think along with that, what, what you're seeing as a result of this is just all the consumer experiences that are bleeding over into the B2B and supply chain world. Um, why is it so easy to go and buy a $30 product online and know, you know, what's going on with it, when it's going to get delivered, yet I pay $1,000 for a truckload shipment and struggle to find out where it's at. That That's just yeah, not right. So true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's a fun time to be in the industry and there's a, a lot of cool things going on. Uh, you know, everything from Silicon Valley kind of taking notice over the you know past few years and, and starting to uh, come in to many of the established players um, as well, rolling out new solutions and, uh, you know, everything in between there. Um, I will say, uh, you know, coming from where, where we're at right now, it's, it's really cool to, you know, be at... Um, a very established logistics operation that's, you know, been around for a hundred plus years and ships, uh, you know, one and a half uh, to two billion dollars worth of freight yet kind of combine it with that startup feel right there and the, uh, you know, nimbleness and agility that that can uh, provide. And, and, you know, when you put those two things together, it, it can uh, really create some unique opportunities. 
And like you said, it's a really exciting time to be a startup in logistics and supply chain right now. And so, you know, we're bringing in new innovation. What do you think? Do you think we're going to be saying goodbye to traditional broker-based systems in the future? You know, I don't think we'll be uh, saying goodbye to them by any means. I, I think it may be a matter of how much freight they're transacting of the overall um, kind of portion of freight. But mm -hmm. brokers are a big part of the part of the spot market and, and for good reason. For example, you know, when a last minute load requiring a very specialized type of equipment comes up and it needs to deliver tomorrow, a broker may be your best bet. And in this situation, a higher margin that they charge that's likely somewhere between 15 and 20 percent. Uh, probably makes sense. The the shipper is just happy to get it off their plate, even if not thrilled about the price or knowing exactly how much the, the broker made. Um, it's kind of very similar to how I'm a millennial and prefer buying things online instead of going to a store. Uh, and this is because I can generally get things cheaper and have a greater selection when purchasing online. However, that doesn't mean I never go to the store when it's the mm -hmm. night before my wedding anniversary and I failed to plan ahead effectively and, and get a gift. I'm definitely running to that store to grab one right there. And in this situation, you know, I'm stuck with whatever is available, even if it may cost more than I would normally pay online. But Ultimately, as long as my wife's happy and and then I'm happy, even if I'm not overly thrilled about the selection or price I had to, to choose from. So with that being said, you know, exceptions aside, I can still purchase most of my goods online. Just like we believe shippers and carriers can digitally match most of their spot market freight directly through a platform like LoadShop. Well, it's so true. And I think obviously they also come with a lot of wisdom. They come with a lot of experience in the industry as well. And I think rightly so. I think you you hit it on the head, you know, when you said that they are not going anywhere anytime soon and they are an important part of the industry as well. So while I was doing my homework for this interview, I was taking a look at your website and what exactly you guys are doing. And your mission is to create trucking with transparency, which I absolutely love. So why don't you like, why do you think that the ideals of transparency and collaboration, which is my favorite word that everybody knows, um, why has it become so important to the way that we do business right now? Glad to hear you like the, the trucking with transparency tagline and stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely at the core of what we're going out and doing. And one of the reasons is, you know, greater transparency has proven time and time again to make markets work better. And, and really, yeah. you know, why? It's because it's since this infusion of more information that allows the uh, underlying participants to make better decisions. Um, and, and so, you know, we're... And it's really interesting in the trucking industry in, in the sense that, you know, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with some of the uh, protests that were going on um, earlier this year, uh, really year, weird year 2020 for, you know, I think anybody uh, could say that right there. But um, from a trucking perspective, uh, it started out where rates were lowest they've ever been. Um, we're talking rock bottom and uh, some truckers, you know, were, were just not able, they were getting paid 70, 80 cents a mile to fire up the truck and move. And, and just that's not sustainable right there. And so there was protests in DC and in other places as well about uh, providing transparency into the, the rate and everything, which um, has not happened. And, and uh, you know, there's good reason why brokers um, are, are, 
weary of that right there. But, um, you know, in the end, if you can go about and do it right, uh, it, it will produce a better result. Yeah. And I think, you know, data plays a big part in that as well, right? Where we're talking about technology, transparency being part of that technology, and the data that's really going to help push this industry forward, not only for, and I I think part of that is the collaboration, right? We want to make sure that we're taking in account all of the stakeholders that happen with a shipment, the truckers, right? The, The brokers, the trucking company, the platforms like load shop, you know, the shipper in its in its own right, the importer, the exporter, the domestic shipper, everybody has a role to play. And I think that when you talk about trucking with transparency, I think you're talking about, you know, like I said, collaboration amongst the stakeholders, but also taking a look at the data to be able to drive better business and making sure that all of those stakeholders are, are doing their part in the transaction, but also making sure that they're taken care of as well. So true. And what you know what that makes me think of too is just along the lines of kind of that the the transformational power of what platforms bring to today's modern world. And you know, if you think about one of the the biggest drivers of that is the network effect um, of a platform. And and you know, essentially what that means is as more users get added to a platform, the value of that platform grows exponentially and not linearly. And to enable this uh, you know desired network effect, it's imperative platforms and their users for that matter, drive the transparency and collaboration you were just talking about, or it doesn't stand a chance at scaling to the point where it can truly be game changing. So, you know, people have to embrace that these days if they want to get to that next level. Absolutely. All right. So this is one of my favorite parts of the conversation. I want you to paint us a picture of a real life example of how Load Shop has helped a customer. What was the challenge that they came to the platform with? What was the solution that you provided? And in the end, what was the benefit that they saw in their their day to day in their business and their supply chains? Yeah, good question here. And uh, one that jumps top uh, to mind is and, and we've seen this. Uh, play out many times but uh you know we'll have a shipper come on to load shop for the first time they'll be posting loads uh they they post a load and all of a sudden in like 30 seconds it gets booked and they're like oh wow that was really easy right there and then we kind of uh you know double click into the uh, transaction with them and go, wow, that one had 30 views in the 30 seconds that it was out there. A lot of carriers very interested in this one right here. Next time, go even $100 less because, you know, it's a... uh, a very desirable um, freight opportunity right here. And uh, so, you know, we, we tell them that, but also our smart spot uh, pricing forecast will pick up on that as well. And it's just amazing to see the shippers and kind of, uh, you know, before when they would go to a freight broker and get a, a broker to move it at a certain rate, that broker was never coming down in price because they knew they had you right there and stuff. But because now we're able to share that information and we're, you know, not incentivized to withhold that right there, the shippers can now get that information at their own fingertips and make a better decision the next time rather than being stuck kind of, you know, that's where I was, so I'm going to stay there. Right. And that's a, that's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about that tool. Yeah. So the, the smart spot uh, is um, a proprietary uh, machine learning 
um, algorithm that takes in a whole bunch of external market data, um, as well as uh, some what's happened historically on the platform, and, and then also uh, what's actually happening in real time. So, you know, I just mentioned those number of views and things like that right there, and uh, is able to consider it all and then provide a very forward-looking point of view on what that price should be. Um, and you can even play around with it, you know, hey, if I ship this tomorrow, what would the price be versus if I shipped it four days from now and make the you know right decision for your business and your need. Wow, that's really interesting. I haven't really seen anything like that on the market to be able to provide that kind of data and those kind of predictive analytics. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, you know, it's definitely one of those things where um you know, it's a, uh, we're, we're about one year into our journey on the smart spot and very excited about some new things that we'll, we'll be adding to it as well. So anticipate that, uh, you know, getting stronger and stronger and becoming even more of a, a prominent feature on LoadShop. Well, well, let's get into that. What does the future hold for LoadShop and maybe for the industry overall, you know, like what's next? What do you think is next? Yeah, so for for load shop, uh, you know, we want to become the market leader for shippers and carriers to digitally match freight. At this time, you know, we're very focused on building density with enterprise shippers, and thankfully, uh, we have a good start of, of that with uh, the Coke family of companies that uh, are participating. And and since launching in May, um, the shippers that we've added uh, in in that short time as well, we're actually currently on pace to move about seventy million dollars worth of freight through load shop in, in 2020. And, uh, you know, and then in, in 2021, we need a two or three X that at a, a minimum right there. Amazing. That sounds awesome. What do you, what do you think for the trucking industry overall? What, what are we heading into in 2021? Well, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, right now we're in some very capacity constrained times, uh, just given the dynamics of 2020 with those really low rates that I was talking about before. It kind of created this perfect storm um, when you combine that with COVID. Uh, because, you know, initially when COVID hit, um, you did have this lift with everybody trying to ship stuff out before all these lockdowns and everything. But then after that, uh, you know, it got pretty quiet for a, a bit and, and you combine that with the ro- uh, the low rates for the uh, preceding months. And there was a lot of trucking companies that unfortunately had to go out of business and, and hang it up. Uh, so then when you have, um, you know, the stimulus money pour back into the economy and people start spending money again, uh, freight really started ticking up and, and it came at an unfortunate time in the sense that uh, a lot of trucks weren't on the road and uh, available to han- handle it. And it takes a while to get those trucks back on the road. And uh, given just the uncertainty of, you know, what the end of the year looks like in 2021 does with with COVID, um, at this time, don't really see that, uh, you know, uh, uh, changing any time in the, the near future. Um, anticipated doing it at some point in 2021. It's just a matter of, you know, is it Q2, Q3, Q4? Right. And I think we also need to take a look at the next generation coming into trucking and talk about the advantages of being, you know, a truck driver and, you know, what that kind of, um, uh, you know, role can play in supply chains and in logistics overall. So I have had 
a lot of fun having this discussion with, with you. It was really interesting to take a look at how trucking is moving forward. Um, also talking about what you guys are doing over at Load Shop. And I think you're really, you know, mixing in technology, ideals, partnerships, collaboration, and something we definitely need in the industry. So a big thanks to you, Hunter, for joining me on the show today. I just want to let everybody know if they want to check out Load Shop, it's actually loadshop.com. So L-O-A-D shop.com. And yeah, Hunter, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thanks for having me, Sarah. Yeah, really enjoyed the conversation. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you like this episode or you'd like to check out some of the other companies we've had on the show, make sure to go to podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com. We have a category filter so you can filter companies and innovations by the challenges that you are having. And remember to come back next week when we'll be joined by Caitlin from Global Gateway Logistics. We're going to learn all about her journey and all about what Global Gateway Logistics does. You're not going to want to miss that. If you enjoyed our podcast, there are a few ways to support the show. You can follow us, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we now have TikTok. That's right. Go and follow us there. You can subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com or subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube channel called the SC Supply Chain TV. Next, visit ships, that's shipz.com, and sign up. We are in full beta, and if you are a forwarder or shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide, and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop over at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And remember, if you want to get featured on the show, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.